Let's add to that just a, a little bit from 1 Corinthians that uh, it's got a bit about uh, the gifts. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through to halfway through nine. I'm not going to go on with the rest of the list because we're going to move on to those, to healing and miracles and all the rest of it in the coming weeks. But um, we're going to focus a bit on faith. But first, guys, you just have to bear with me while I put that there. Then I can see my notes and maybe even look straight at you. That would be helpful, wouldn't it? Um, Pentecost. Now, we've been praying a lot recently um, and speaking a lot about what's going to happen post-COVID um, lockdown, <coughs> what is the Lord saying, the prophetic word about the tsunami coming at us. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and um, there's been a lot about restoration, and Pentecost actually is the ultimate symbol of God's presence with us. Uh, it's not the birthday of the church. You hear people talk about that. But it's the moment at which there is a change and a flip round into a new era up until then there's been the old covenant of the law and um, the prophets and all that stuff coming and it clearly hasn't worked the law has made people aware of sin but hasn't brought the means of grace and then we have the, the not the interlude but the core the center of the life and the work of Jesus Christ the birth the incarnation God's presence and with us and Emmanuel and then to that coming to the the low point and the high point all at the same time of the crucifixion his death take becoming sin for us and then his resurrection on the third day actually what we've got going on here let me just take you through that that beginning to now um the what what's called in theology the salvation narrative we get creation in the beginning, Genesis, we get creation, and God is walking with Adam and Eve in Eden. He is with them. He is perfectly with them. They know him. He is naked. They are not ashamed. He is, sorry, not he is naked. They are naked. They are not ashamed. There is nothing between them and God. God loves them perfectly and walks with them and knows and knows and knows and knows what's going on. Then the fall comes, and then the law and the prophets come, so we get the humanity, whether you take the Genesis story literally or not, I'm not bothered, but you, the humanity loses that intimacy with God. We become orphans, we're separated from our Heavenly Father. And then we get the Old Covenant, we get all, all the promises to Abraham, to Noah, to Abraham, well actually to, to Adam and Eve to start with in Genesis 3, uh, and put in the promises to Noah and to Abraham and on through Moses and, and the people of Israel and then the prophets, the whole lot of that and then God decide, God takes that movement of putting things right what is lost in Eden in the fall is the intimacy with God, is the relationship with God and the, the identity that the Adam and Eve have, the humanity has as those who have dominion over the planet, not in that negative way for destruction but for looking after it 
and we get the incarnation, the crucifixion, the resurrection. So that Jesus comes to us and he dies for us and he's raised to prove the victory. We know this gospel message, I hope. He's raised to prove the victory over sin, death and the devil. And there it is, it happens. And then most places don't teach about the next bit because actually what is important, the next bit is the ascension. This is still part of salvation history. There's the ascension. Jesus goes back to his father. He's taken up into heaven. Why? So that he can send the Holy Spirit. Not that the Holy Spirit hasn't been active in the Old Testament. Clearly he has. Not that the Holy Spirit hasn't been active in the life of Jesus. Again, clearly he has. Just read the Gospels. But now Jesus is ascended and he can send to us the life-giving presence of the Holy Spirit and that happens for the first time in this way not the first time ever but the first time in this full every believer way at Pentecost we know in the past in the in the Old Testament pre-Pentecost the presence of the Holy Spirit was on a person for a period for a purpose but post-Pentecost the presence is permanent each one of us if we're born again um, of the Holy Spirit, if we're born again uh, and Jesus dwells in us, then we are filled with the Holy Spirit. That's true. We are full to the fullness. We have the whole of him. He is a person. He. We can't have a bit of him or some of him. We can't have just a little bit and a bit more later when we get better at it, when we earn it. No, it's a, completely a grace gift. He comes and dwells in us. And therefore, we live from the moment of Pentecost to the moment of Jesus coming again, which who knows when that is. I'm not into that end time stuff particularly, but to that point, we, are, we live in the age of the Spirit. We're under the covenant of the Spirit um, and His presence. So actually, Pentecost is the restoration of Eden. It's the undoing of the curse of Babel. They speak in tongues because then they speak all those different languages and they can speak all of them so they can communicate with lots of people. And partly that's what is not what tongues is for, but there's lots of the, the New Testament tells us what tongues is for. We come to the gift of tongues in a few weeks' time. But what is important is the Spirit's presence makes Jesus manifest to us. Jesus is now here. Yes, God is everywhere and all that, but Jesus is now here. He's in you. You, there you go. I pointed under, didn't I? He is in you. If you're born again, if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, He is in you. You're not a second class Christian. There's no such thing as, well, these are better Christians and these are worse Christians. No, we are Christians. Full stop. We have everything. We are, t there you go. We and that's Pentecost. Pentecost is the ultimate restoration of the intimacy of Eden. The intimacy that um, Adam and Eve had with God walking in the, the cool of the evening with God. Not hiding from him. Not wanting to put to, to uh, have um, cover themselves up because they've got nothing to hide. Because they, there's no sin in them. So they can stay in God's presence. God is looking to restore that in us and Pentecost is the first time that his presence is with everyone yes he is present to bring the to, to bring the law he is present to bring the prophetic message he is present perfectly in Jesus Christ in that man who gave himself for us but he is present in us now 
and therefore we can walk in the gifts. That's Pentecost. I've been going for eight minutes, and I've just let's see where we go. I want to I want to move on from there because if Jesus is here and Pentecost is true for us every day, then we want to see the kingdom manifest. If you believe that, then we need to be seeing the gift of faith operating in us. The gift of faith given for the common good. It's to another is is given faith by the same spirit. Now this is not saving faith. This is the gift of faith. Okay, this is a list of gifts. Each one of us has faith, and that is something. This is the gift of faith. This is taking that something, that faith in Jesus Christ, that belief, that trust, that ability, uh, that ability to to trust and believe the promises of God that we do when we become Christians. But we we believe we believe enough to accept it. But the gift of faith is a, is is more than just that saving faith. I say just that saving faith. I don't like saying just that saving faith because the saving faith is really, really important. It's the basis for all things. But this is more. This is a gift of faith that is that takes that and makes it fuller and more in a moment. And it's not the daily faith we, we operate in. Most of us do that. We we were saved. I was saved in Nantrufuma 30 years ago. And even every day I get up, every night I go to bed due to this COVID crisis, I go, Lord, I choose to walk from, to live from my risen self, not from my physical self. I choose to live in the truth of your word, not in the lies and the the bombardment that I'm hearing I'm exercising faith as I go to bed I get up in the morning Lord thank you for the new day I choose to believe the promises I choose to walk I'm activating faith every day but this is not even that so I'm not talking about saving faith I'm not talking about daily faith I'm talking about the gift of faith here's some phrases for you the gift of faith is an unction of faith it's something that is unction unctuous it's the spirit that the the oil of the spirit filling the fire of the spirit just enlightening and burning deep into our minds and our thoughts and our hearts and our emotions it's the water of the spirit just coming and cleansing away the rubbish it's the unction of the spirit a supernatural given where we believe trust and know deep 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 down in our knower remember that phrase that something's going to happen we know beyond knowing that god is going to do it what what is it god is going to do whatever he's going to do in a moment so you're praying for someone and you find yourself and saying lord would you bless this person would you, you say lord i command healing that's you actually you're operating in the gift of faith there's something and i've done that a number of times lord i command healing. oh that's a bit strong. I remember Wendy and I very, very early on in our Christian walk, very early on in our marriage, we prayed for someone and we prayed for healing. They were losing a baby and we prayed for them. Long story, I'll cut it short. But we were praying for them and Wendy and I went, Lord, please pray. Was our faith strong? No, but the, the woman turned to us and said, he's done it. What? And we weren't even sure, was this woman a Christian? We weren't sure where she was sitting at the time. He's done it. The gift of faith was manifest in her not just in us, he's done it, and, and and he had done it, and the child was baptised a few months later, which was absolutely amazing, uh, healing had come, but there's a moment in which we know it's going to happen, we know beyond knowing that God is going to do something, and when we speak that out, it appears to release the power of God, 
God's power is not contingent on me. God it doesn't matter what I say or think. God, God is sovereign. But there appears to be a release of the power of God when we act, when we act out of the gift of faith. And that's a gift of faith for all things. Miracles, healing, salvations, anything. is to believe God for a mighty manifestation of the kingdom. Please remember, the biggest manifestation of the kingdom is when somebody comes to faith. It's as simple as that. I'm going to read you two definitions of the gift of faith. The first one's from Smith Wigglesworth, and many of you know Smith Wigglesworth. This book is brilliant. Smith Wigglesworth's daily devotional uh, book. Somebody's edited it and brought it together. It's, it's absolutely fantastic, and there's so many books. I don't agree with everything Smith did, but I love this definition. The second one is from um, an, uh, an Indian guy who... A Christian guy, just amazing walking in these things. So let's listen to the first one. The gift of faith dares in the face of everything. Hmm? Get that? It is as we are in the Spirit that the Spirit of God will operate this gift anywhere and at any time. It's when we focus on Him. When the Spirit of God is operating this gift, with someone, with someone, he causes them to know what God is going to do. So this is actually a gift of revelation again. He, he causes it, it when the Spirit is operating this gift within someone, he causes them to know what God is going to do. I love that definition. We're in the Spirit. Well, the Spirit is in us all the time, but being in the Spirit is being conscious. So we we've actually turned our eyes to Jesus. We've come into His presence consciously intentionally and deliberately and the gift of faith comes and we know what he's going to do Mahaschavta says this the gift of faith brings forth a spring of belief from within remember guard your hearts for it's the wellspring of life so this spring of belief comes from within and propels us to operate in the heavenly realm I love that. The gift of faith brings forth a spring of belief from within us, the spirit who dwells in us, and propels us to operate in the heavenly realm. Sickness, please. Healing happens through doctors and nurses. I'm not saying that. But you can look at someone who is sick or someone who is in a really bad situation and you can go, well, we can't do anything. But the gift of faith, something rises up and you go, Actually, in the spirit, in the heavenly realm, not in the natural realm, not in my, by my rational thinking, but in the heavenly realm, let's pray this, let's declare this, let's do this. And we see transformation. And Mahesh goes on further. It is a present tense of faith, sensing God is doing something. And I love that. It's a present tense faith. The faith we have that saves us is, for most of us now, a past tense faith. It's something that happened months, years, decades ago, where we, we were saved, and we came to that place of faith. Great. This is a present tense faith. We know in the moment that God is doing something. And another writer, a guy called David Adams, writes this. What happens when we operate in the gift of fear is the supernatural remove... Sorry, operate in the gift of faith... I got that wrong, didn't I? He, he writes, what happens when we operate in the gift of faith is that the, there is a supernatural removal of unbelief and fear. So, what do we do? What do we do? It's quite simple. I've just got to find the next uh, Bible uh, 
verse. What we do when we sense this is happening is it, once we sense it, we get an inclination, we get a, we might get an image, we might get a, a, an intuition, we might get a word of scripture, we might anything. But we sense that we can see what God is doing. This happens. Um, um, no, I didn't want that. Yes, I did. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. It is written, I believed, I have faith, therefore I have spoken. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. And what we need to do is when that unction, when that gift of faith comes upon us, when we know beyond knowing, beyond knowing, we need to speak it out. It's, I'm not adhering to any theology here, any particular type of theology. What I'm trying to do is adhere to the scriptures. When we have that sense, we speak it out and it, it brings it. It when I say it activates the power it activates what is going on it do, it's not me that's doing it remember, God is, wants to do it anyway he's shown it to me and given me a gift of faith or you or anybody who belongs to Jesus he's given us that gift of faith and as we speak it out he activates it so who initiated God did who gives the gift of faith God does who speaks it we do but it's only in response to what God has done and therefore God does stuff we we don't initiate it's not us activating it's us partnering with god because that's the way he works so guys if he has said it to you through scripture or through a prophetic word or through that sense then you need to recognize it see it believe it the gift of faith and speak it out then you'll see it happen faith of course is a principle it's a principle that's held in the word of God it is life, it produces life it changes and transforms life and that's what the gift of faith is all about it brings forth a present tense faith bringing forth transformation it's, operate, it's the Holy Spirit operating us causing us to know what God is going to do very simple now guys do you want to operate in the gift of faith? you all have faith if you belong to Jesus do you have that faith? of course you do and I trust that you do. Do you want the Holy Spirit to release you in the gift of faith so that when you pray for healing, when you pray for somebody, when you pray for a miracle, when you pray for circumstance and situation that looks beyond, when you pray for people in the persecuted church, when you pray for our kingdom partners across the world, when you do whatever it is, do you want that gift of faith that, that you know that what you're going to pray isn't, Lord, please, could you maybe possibly, but it's, Lord, will you do this? It's that moment when I prayed, told you the story, when that, when um, Daddy and I prayed for that food uh, and the words came out of my mouth, Lord, you've got previous. That actually was the gift of faith operating. Lord, you've done this before, so I know you can do it again. Smack. Let's do it. Not forcing God's hand, but him bringing it to mind in you. Do you want to do that? Let's pray. Just, just hold out your hands. When, when you get given a gift... My daughter sent me the, the last bit of my birthday present. It arrived today. Hey, it's a CD. Um, if you wonder why it's white, it's because it's the white album, Beatles. But if you're going to receive a gift and somebody gives you the gift, you've actually got to put your hand out. You know, they can give it to you. And it's like, oh, no, put your hand out and receive it. Put your hand out and God will give it to you and you will receive it and take it. And now, actually, as with this gift, it's all wrapped up. It's cellophane in. I can't. 
I can't hear the music because I've got to open it and I've got to put it and I've got to use it in the right place. And that's how we do the gifts. Let's pray. Hold your hands out to receive. Lord Jesus, you say the gifts of your spirit are there for us. Lord, we sense some of us are sensing that we want to receive that gift of faith so that we can know beyond knowing. So we so that we can know in the moment what you're going to do, Lord. By your Holy Spirit, will you bring that unction of faith? Will you bring that gift of faith within us and bring forth that belief from your spirit within us, propelling us to operate in the heavenly realm? Lord, we want a present tense faith, the gift of faith. Lord, speak to us that we might understand and hear, that we might believe and speak it out so that we will see transformation. Lord, thank you. We receive the gift of faith. Just take a moment. Lord, when we, next time we pray for someone, next time we pray, whether it's intercession on our own or whether we're able to minister to someone in a Zoom chat room or whether it's in person, Lord, would you make us aware of the gift of faith that we will know beyond knowing, beyond knowing, deep, deep down in our knower, and that you would show us what you're going to do. Then, Lord, give us the courage to speak it out, to proclaim it in prayer, and to see the kingdom come to the glory of Jesus and for the common good. Amen. Guys, if you've sense that you've received that gift if you sense you're in a bit, please 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 let us know if next time you pray you get a word or something happens and you know that that, that it's changed and there's lot oh, that's going to be awesome and awesome and before i pass you on to the to, to the final part of the service i got i got a request if anybody has a testimony of healing over the last five four five six weeks a testimony of healing or something that's happened very recently that either you've prayed and you've seen someone healed or you've received healing for yourself would you please 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 contact me um, um i i, I want to use as many testimonies next week as we possibly can when we come to the gift of healing so would you do that please it would be much appreciated thanks guys take care <laughs>